بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد أبدو سيستر I'm walking out in the night and there is a almost full moon because a 13, 14 so it was 20th was the full moon 14th and uh, 22nd today so it's a little bit on the top right edge is time is starting to now get hidden it's an absolutely beautiful scene uh, we are in the fall here in the us and it's a very nice evening it's not cold uh, not cold by these standards so it is cold if you're looking at hyderabad or something but not by these standards and um, not windy not cold very beautiful clear sky full moon and i think about allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu about whom nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that if this world and all it contains was worth even as much as a wing of a mosquito allah would not give any of it to those who deny him so despite all of this beauty we have now here the fall colors are starting to show it's about a month late this year but now we are starting to see the purples and the reds and the oranges and the yellows in the trees despite all this beauty if this thing if this earth and all that it contains was worth anything at all allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu would not have given it to those who denied him so what about jannah which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised and he reminded us again and again of the beauty of that place of the beauty of jannah in every form in every way but like all good things if it's worth having it's worth working for that's the bottom line that's the rule if it is worth having it is worth working for and that's what we have to ask ourselves is jannah worth having now dumb question because obviously it is worth having but my point is that if in fact we are true and if we are sincere and if we believe the jannah is worth having then what are we doing to earn it because it has to be earned it's not bestowed upon you it's not a gift that comes from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala no matter what you do or don't do it is the result of what we earn with our hands and feet what we earn with our beliefs what we earn with our actions and what are those actions what are they showing each one of us has to take stock of himself and ask this question and say what are my actions showing with respect to whether i can earn jannah or not let me share with you a thought that was in my mind today and that is that imagine that i am waiting for a very important letter say i want to go for hajj and i am waiting for my visa to come 
and I get a letter from the Ministry of Hajj or the Department of Immigration or whatever it is from Saudi Arabia, which is in Arabic. Now, what will I do? What will I do with that letter? Will I read that letter over and over again? Uh, and I'm able to read it because I can read the script, but I don't understand the language, so I don't know what it means. But uh, I say, it's okay, it doesn't matter. I can just read this letter 10 times a day, every day. Will I do that? Or will I just keep this letter and say, oh my God, fantastic, look at this thing. It's a ministry of Hajj, which has written to me such an exalted thing for me. Uh, you know, this great... Department has written to me, I'm a mere human being. Uh, will I treat it like that with great respect and so on and so forth? But, or will I say, This is the letter that I'm waiting for, and I can't understand this Arabic, so let me go find somebody who understands it, get the person to read it, get it translated, and then act upon it. Right? Read it, understand it, and act upon it. Which, what do you think I will do? Dumb question. You know what I'll do, I know what I'll do. Now, my question to myself, therefore, and I remind myself and you, is what do we do with the Quran? Because the Quran is the letter from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is also incidentally in Arabic. And uh, of course, we have access to translation, so we know we can read it. I mean, we can't, even if we can't read the Arabic, we can read the translation so we have an idea of what it means. What do we do with it? Now, illa mashallah, of course there are people who don't do what I am going to describe and who actually understand it and who implement it in their lives and all part of them and that's the whole point of the whole thing. But most of us, what do we do? We spend, those of us, I mean, I'm not talking about those who are not interested who don't read. Or who just, you know, ignore it. No, I'm talking about people who are interested. So what do we do? We spend a lot of time learning how to read it correctly. So we spend a lot of time, you know, getting the pronunciation correct and ensuring that we do not mispronounce any word uh, or any letter. And uh, we follow all the uh, harakat and so on and so forth. And we make sure that we can read it well. And we also try to read it in a melodious tone, so it sounds nice, right? We do all this. There are others who will, who spend time in memorizing it. They still don't understand it, but they memorize it. So not only can they read, uh, do they read it correctly, but they also memorize it. And this is a big letter, right? 600 pages. So they memorize this letter. There are still others who read it, they understand it. And they spend a lot of time and energy in debating and in uh, extolling and in um, explaining its miracles from the perspective of literature, from the perspective of being uh, the miraculous use of the grammar, this miraculous use of words and positioning of words and so on and so forth. And, you know, and write treatises on that and write PhDs, theses on that and write books on that on the linguistic miracles of this letter. And there are still others who write 
the exegesis, the explanations, detailed explanations of this letter, different aspects of it, line by line. Uh, you know, this entire issue of explaining it in great detail and uh, and and very well. The question is, all of these things which I mentioned to you, this is how we treat the Quran. We spend time in learning to recite Tajweed and Qiraat. We tell, we spend time in hips in memorizing it. We spend time in extolling its grammatical and linguistic virtues and and miracles. We spend time in the exegesis and the tafasir of it and explaining it and so on and so forth. All of which is correct. All of which is good. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you. My point is, what is the purpose of the nuzul of the Quran? It is exactly like the purpose of the letter that comes to me from the ministry of Hajj or from the immigration department concerning my visa to go for Hajj, which is read it, understand it, and act upon it. If I'm not going to act upon it, I can take that letter and read it a million times. I can memorize the letter. I can write books about this letter. But if I do not implement what is in that letter, I will not be able to go for Hajj. I will not be able to do Hajj. I will not get entry into the country. The purpose of the nuzul of the Quran is for us to act on it, to live by it. As I said, there are people who do that. Alhamdulillah, all part of them. The question is for me to ask myself, am I, one, am I among them? Am I one of them who is, re, who is living by the Quran? And to give you a final example to illustrate where we might be, and forgive me for using the same example all the time, but I have to do it because I see it all the time. And that is, that if I look at somebody who is reading from Surah Al-Baqarah, the ayat relating to the to dealing in interest, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's declaration of war on those who deal in interest on his behalf and on behalf of Rasulullah. And if I am looking at a person who can read those ayat with perfect tajweed, beautiful qiraat. He understands those ayat, he understands the Arabic, he understands the translation, he has read the tafasir about it, but he still deals in interest. Then what do I say? What do I say? How can one read an ayat where Allah is declaring war on the one who deals with interest and still be among the people who deal in interest? How can I still have an interest-based transaction in my life how can I still borrow on interest? How can I still lend on interest? How can I still be there when I have just read what Allah said about those who deal interest? If you want to see whether you are living by the Quran or not, we have to look into our own lives and see what are the ahkam, what are the orders, what are the rulings of the Quran and see if I am implementing them in my life. If I am not doing that, then subhanAllah, the Quran has no meaning for me. Then I cannot say that I believe that this is the kalam of Allah. Jalla Jalla. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us and to give us the sense to understand this and to change our lives before we are called before Him.